Good morning, everyone. It is another great day to awaken to some greatness here in Wilmington and in Brunswick County. We can't leave them out. My name is Lillian, and I am so excited for today's show. I know I say this every week, but it is true. I love what I do, and I love what I'm able to incorporate into radio here. And I want to remind everybody to please go follow my social media accounts for Awaken to Greatness at Awaken to Greatness on Instagram and on Facebook. I highly recommend the Instagram handle. That is where I try to update as much as possible and have some very exciting stuff coming in the next few weeks on there. So please go follow those and remember to follow the show as well. You can follow the Big Talker Radio on Facebook. Some of you may actually, you know, listen in on Facebook tomorrow. So that is great. I say tomorrow because it is Friday. We are recording early and I am just so excited for today. We're going to be talking all about community with God and under God. I know that the whole purpose of my show, my mission statement is to educate, encourage and take action within our communities through politics, faith and life. You know, we've been talking a lot about life the last few weeks. We've hit on politics. Today's episode is the faith part. And at Port City Community Church, we've been discussing a lot about community. And so why not keep that conversation going for you guys? And to before we get going with that, I would like to shadow that next week we will be beginning politics for the whole month of February and I will basically basically be using the opportunity of February for every episode to be educational on local politics. Everybody I believe should understand basic civics if anything but understand your local community and what you can do because we are coming into election season once again and I want you guys to know the opportunities that you have as voters and possibly as candidates. So look out for that in February, and to get going into today's episode, I'm going to welcome Carson Gosley. He is the production director at Port City Community Church, and he is also my intern coordinator. I know I've kind of discussed my internship with you guys. Well, he is the one that is, I guess, my leader (laughs) and my mentor. Uh, We could call it that. Yeah, so welcome, Carson. Thank you. I'm... I'm really excited to to be here. I I know that it's not live, like you said, recording it on Friday, but just like the whole the whole idea behind what you're doing, talking about community and the way that you're talking about it, I think it's really really encouraging. I think some of it's coming from your internship, which is really fun. It is. It really is. <laughs> uh, it, it, we had a meeting this week, and you were talking about some of the stuff and how it translates. So I just say that to everybody listening. Lillian really means what she's talking about. She's living out the things that I believe that she's representing on this show. And that to me is what it looks like to have a leader that's worth following, that a leader that doesn't just say something mm-hmm. and then lives a different way. You actually live what you're saying. And that's why I'm really excited to like participate with you and to be a fan of what you're doing and to add value. So I'm, I'm really honored to be here. Yeah, I think it's going to be so great to hear from Carson today for everybody listening. I know I get to hear from him quite a bit every Sunday Probably and Wednesday. Probably more than you want to. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. But, um, you know, I, I chose Carson because, one, Carson is involved with politics. We won't really be talking politics today. Maybe in the future we'll talk that. And by involved, <laughs> you mean interested in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Our first conversation, we discussed politics. But, 
you know, we both want to be president one day. So we'll yeah, see. it's been that childhood <laughs> dream for me. I, I don't know why, but I feel like I woke up in kindergarten one day and said, I'm going to I'm going to sit behind the resolute desk in the Oval office one day. And I've just yep. never let it go. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm just that kid that's just not in touch with reality. Now uh, it's a competition to see who gets there first. Exactly. Maybe <laughs> we'll go together. I don't know. But I, I, I do. I do love politics. I love the, the opportunity that government has. And I I. One of my big things in life is I want to add value to people. And I believe government can add value to people. I believe yes. the politics can add value to people. Mm -hmm. uh, there seems to be a lot of division in like how we do that. Uh, but the thing that I'm committed to is staying in the lane of I'm just going to add, add value to people. So, yeah, that's my that's the extent I would say that I'm involved. <laughs> with politics. Yeah. And so we, you know, have that level of discussion. But then going into the internship, I have had the opportunity to just learn so much, not only about production and technology and that side of it. But, you know, we've truly created a family and a community here at Port City. And I would venture on to say that the production interns and in our internship is the they're, best at the church. They're, oh, gosh. <laughs> Carson might not be able to answer I, that. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, sure. Uh, I will say, though, you guys have created a community in and of yourselves. And we talked about that this week. Like, this we is did. a real conversation. Uh, that we are we're having in the intern part of our, our team is that like you guys took it upon yourselves to do night like things together like that are normal like going to dinner like yeah. just and that may seem like oh that that's normal I mean COVID makes it not normal I guess but uh, <laughs> isn't it funny like how everything this pat like a year ago today it's, it's normal but it's not normal but it's, yeah it's just different um, but like I think about y'all went to Asheville together Y'all have done so many different things together for the sake of just being together. Mm -hmm. And I, I think when I look at the group, like there's there's eight of you and you are all so different, but you, you love each other so well and you continue to add value to each other and you care about each other. And I hear that y'all have like a text thread <laughs> that <do>. the staff <laughs> of our church isn't welcome on. <laughs> no, it's, it's uh, interns only. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would love to know what happens on that thread. Great uh, conversation. I'm sure about how how we are. Uh but I mean, I, I really do commend you guys. Y'all have gone deep. And that's one thing I believe about community is, is how deep are you willing to go? Exactly. I'm, that's my whole initiative with this platform is, you know, our internship is just a small example mm. of how easy it really is to build community and the benefits that can come out of having a built up community. You know, yeah. I feel like our intern group because we have such a close community with each other and we are more like family, we're able to accomplish so much more as leaders, um, as mentors, as men, you know, those being mentored. Mentees. Yeah. I, I, I never loved that word. No, I, I, I started I, to say it and I was like, no, <laughs> that's not it. Uh, <laughs> I've never loved that word. No, but you know, I feel like our ability to be a community together allows us to go out into the community and keep building upon that you know yeah. through our church but also outside of the church yeah because we all hang, like you said we all hang out outside of church we we talk about our personal lives you know it's not just show up to the internship do the tasks at hand and then leave yeah you know for us it's more than that yeah and I'm really glad that you view it that way I mean when it comes to production to unpack that a little bit uh production what we mean by that is the live production part of our church mm -hmm. our church is a church of three campuses and we rely on a lot of live broadcasts and a lot of technology for the, just the way that our church is structured. So therefore, there's a high demand that technology, you know, has mm -hmm. uh, on our church being what it is. 
And the temptation for us is, is to make it all about technology, right? Like the technology has got to be perfect. The transition has got to be perfect. It has to sound perfect. It has to look perfect. And looking good and sounding good and all those things are, are, are good. Like they're not, they're not bad. But a couple of years ago, I went through a whole entire just probably like mini identity crisis <laughs> as a young, pretty fair, I mean, fairly young. Young midlife yeah, crisis. Young, <laughs> yeah, like part one midlife crisis. But I, I really just came to this realization that like life is not about technology. Life mm-hmm. is about people. And, exactly. And I believe God's about people. And God is about individual people, mm-hmm. not just the gathering of people. He, he believes in that and, and he, he wants that to grow and to be a thing that is, is relevant in our culture. But he, he really cares individually for people. And you see that all throughout Jesus's life. And, and I know we don't want to turn this into like a Bible lesson necessarily. But if, you, if you've walked away from faith or you've walked away from church or, or you've walked away from God thinking that he is not about you individually, you, you, you were given some wrong information, exactly. at least from what I believe. I believe Jesus is crazy about you and w- the way that you're wired, the, the way that you're talented, your dreams, your aspirations. I believe all that's intentional, and Jesus wants to have a conversation with you about that. So that's that goes into a rabbit hole, I know, but it's something I'm really It's a rabbit about. hole worth going into, though. I mean, so one great thing about our internship team that I think helps build that community that was the foundation of it is we were given a culture guide right when we started. And this is also given out to our volunteers as well. Um, a big part of the internship is we work alongside all of our volunteers. You know, not everybody working production at the church is staff. You know, a lot of most of our team is volunteer. Yeah. Time Nin- and 95% hours. 95% uh is exactly <laughs> volunteer. And and that's w- people giving their time like wanting to be a part of this community and to help our community as a whole i mean that's why you know our community spreads more than just inside these doors especially during coronavirus when we've gone you know virtual yeah i mean production production was important and then coronavirus happened and production is super important exactly because that <laughs> i mean that's all you got some days yeah, for five months like that was the way that we communicated to our church period like that was that was it like yeah. we weren't meeting at all in person it was the perfect season to start you know uh even more well off intern program for production yeah, yeah it was, <laughs> it was it, well needed yeah it very very well needed but i mean it also produced a lot different, a lot of challenges that we didn't really foresee coming. And it, it changed who we are and it helped us make our DNA a little bit tighter. And mm-hmm. that's where the culture guide came from because um, I say 95% because the last I checked, um, ours team is right at 100 people. So we have 100 volunteers. And if, if you think about that for a second, uh, that's a lot of people. It's a, it's a ton. <laughs> to get aimed in the same direction. And that's a, a value of ours. We really want consistency in the way that we represent production and the way that we use technology. So to get 100 people on the same page is really hard. Even just getting eight interns and take, taking that a step <laughs> further, I have four staff guys on my team. Getting four staff guys going in the same direction oh, yeah. is a bit of a challenge. Um, it's just like my family, like getting everybody going in one direction. It can be difficult. Oh yeah. Uh, so the culture guy was really birthed out of like, how do we, how do we document who it is that we want to become as a team and what do we want for our culture? And I don't know exactly what you want to, you know, talk about in the specifics of it, but it, it, we made it pocket sized. Yeah. Uh, the physical part. Literally, of it. if y'all could see it, it, it fits in your pocket. Because we wanted <laughs> it to communicate a message that 
you take this with you everywhere you go mm-hmm. and this is the ruler to who we are becoming like are we are we hitting these marks are we are we valuing the things that we say that we value because if not we need to call a timeout we need to stop and we need to say who it is who is it that we are trying to become so it's given us a, almost a playbook if you will of it really is i mean the my favorite part about our culture guide is the first thing that you get to on there that's under the we value section which values if we get down in the nitty gritty values are everything mm-hmm. what you value is what becomes of your life yeah you're you know if you value god first and foremost your life is going to be in a godly manner you're yeah. you're going to live like jesus and our, you would hope yeah you, you would, would hope, hope. <laughs> yeah sometimes you, you hit some bumps in the road yeah but um our first value on there is jesus is central it's not be advanced at technology because i can tell you i still have no idea how half the technology in this building works and so you don't have to you know be the best at technology to keep jesus central and that's the one thing that i believe brings our community together first and foremost isn't our love for bringing on the production and being a volunteer in um you know bringing the message every sunday and tuesday to the college students and to our community but the number one thing is that we're here all because we worship the same god and you know, Jesus truly is central to us. Yeah, that, and that's lead for us for a couple different reasons. And, and the central world word is is so important to me. I'm so visual. I, mm-hmm. I don't know about you. I don't know if you, those of you that are listening right now, if you're if you're somebody that learns by looking at something or, or listening to some, something, I know we all learn differently. But for me, it's visual. Like, I've got to see Same it. Same here. Because I've got to put my hands around it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So central, that word is so is so important for me because it, it's, a, it's an image of if you were to write Jesus on a piece of paper, everything that we do needs to revolve around Jesus. So technology is a part of the, the proverbial circle that mm-hmm. we would draw around Jesus's name and Jesus's identity. Uh, but that it, it's constantly moving to me. Like there's, there's constantly new things that present themselves in our lives. And we've got to allow those to orbit, if you will, Jesus and continue to orbit mm-hmm. uh, Jesus as we continue to live our life. So I love our, I love our values. I'm biased. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was a part of making them our team. I really sat down and did some soul searching for months to create this. Like this was not something that we woke up in the middle of the night going, we've got all this clarity. And like it was we, worth it. I it, mean, 100%. I, not only do I think it can help our team, like another, so I want to go through and list off each of our values um, for you guys. You know, and we might talk a little bit more about specific ones, but to kind of give you a overall big picture. So first and foremost, Jesus is central. Another one we have is pursuit together. You yeah. know, that's one of my favorites because, I mean, the other day we decided to take our intern dis- discussion to talk about, you know, who do we want to become? Like, who yeah. is it? What is it we want out of life? And my number one thing was I, I don't want to do anything alone. I always want to help people. Yeah. And so pursuit together to me, I that's community. That's mm-hmm. the definition of community is pursuit together. You know, whether it's through religion, pursuit for God, for relationships within faith, that's one thing. You know, whether it's pursuit for advanced, better schooling for our kids in the community, for instance, you know, that's something we need to tackle together. It's not a, oh, I know the answer. I can get it done. It's not a, oh, the governor's got got this. He can do it. It's a, no, our community needs to come together and do it. Yeah. Everything's so much easier when you're pursuing it together. Well, I think it's the way that we were made to live. I'm convinced of that. Like we're made to do life together. We're better together in every form. And for me also, when it comes to that value is like when we, when we are processing what together looks like, we've got to talk about that 
together. Like we've got to, yeah. we have to, do, that sounds like redundant, but it really is important that we've got to, we've got to have that conversation mm-hmm. with each other and we've got to be honest in that conversation. But I want to go back really quick to something that you said about our conversation this week, just in case we don't make it back in our conversation yeah. <laughs> today. Uh, the question, who do we want to become? I just encourage you if you're listening and you've never asked yourself that question, who it is that I want to become, just stop whatever you're doing right now, if you're on the road, pull over and put it on your phone. It doesn't matter to me. Just do whatever works for you. But ask yourself that question. Because if you don't have clarity as to who you are becoming, you're just a person just walking around planet Earth Mm -hmm. that you're just going to go with where the wind takes you. And you don't want to live a life like that. You want to get to the end of your life and look back and go, I became somebody that I wanted to become. And I put intentional effort and I surrounded myself with a community that was going to help me become the person that I wanted to become. And so, sorry, that's a soapbox no, for me. But. It's, no, it's great because, I mean, I actively had to do that this whole... So we had, obviously, a long break between, you know, going out for Christmas all the Eight way. Eight weeks. Eight weeks. Oh, yeah. gosh, that was so much longer than I thought Painful. it was. Eight <laughs> weeks without each other. Um, I know a couple of us were still here to volunteer, but we didn't have our internship hours like we usually do where we come together and discuss things like this. And so I spent the whole eight weeks, you know, really trying to get down and say who do I really want to become you know it was one thing when I was a kid to say I want to be a lawyer when I grow up or I want to be the president but to get down to it and say no I want to become somebody who's strong you know my those were my top things was I want to become a servant to my community to my friends to my family to God just a servant overall I want to be strong I want to stand up for what I believe in and never let it waver and that's the basis of it for me that that's that's so simple yet I know that one day when I'm on my passing way out, I'm going to be able to look back and say, wow, like the growth I saw in being able to do that because, you know, being a servant to other people, that's what community is all about too. You know, serving other people, I get so much more joy out of serving others and seeing the impact I was able to have on maybe somebody that needs food. And so I volunteered a food bank, you know, getting to see them get simple things such as dinner for that night for their family is so much more rewarding than going out and buying that new pair of shoes that you thought was really cool. Like that's like a temporary fleeting want, whereas wanting and having at the forefront, serving others is your passion. Like that's just always going to be like a joy you can't take away from somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love something else. I was taking notes on what you were saying uh, the other day in our meeting. And one thing that you said was be a positive light. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, that that really just encapsulates who you are and what you're trying to do with having a radio show. Like, how many people do you know that has a radio show? <laughs> uh, much less is trying to build a platform centered around encouraging people to go deep in community. Like, that's selfless. Like, that's mm-hmm. you're not building a platform for the sake of you. You're building a platform for the sake of the community that you live in. And you believe in the idea of community. And what a perfect thing that is coming underneath this idea of I want to be a positive light. Like, you're doing that actively. So I just commend you for that. I think that's really cool. I really appreciate it. I mean, I wouldn't have, I, I truly can say, and everybody listening, this is, this is the power that finding a relationship with God can have. I was not as steadfast in this mission until I found my relationship with God. And I found it through this church. You mm. know, it was at, I think four years ago, I started coming to Port City at this point, maybe five. I'm not quite numbers years <laughs> who knows those who cares yeah I'm like uh, 2020 just flew by so most of the people listening don't remember what they ate for breakfast so. yeah so <laughs> it's fine and I, I don't blame you I don't either but you know really finding that relationship with God and my walk with Jesus 
truly made me realize that at the core of everything that I wanted to be, I wanted to be it because it helped others. Mm. And, you know, being involved in politics, you guys know that I, I worked on a very important campaign this last season. You know, I, I loved what I was doing, but that was draining. Mm. It was draining. to. We had a lot of conversations about that. Oh, yeah. And, and it's a drain to not feel like you're pushing the ultimate goal of what you have. And for me, that that is community. That's building my community up. And so that's why I decided to make sacrifices after that job ended and after this election season ended. I, you know, I'm making sacrifices right now, but I know what I'm doing is right because it makes me happy and because I'm helping others. And that's all that matters. Yeah. And you've aligned it with. So if you if you if you are a person that that wants to pursue faith and that wants to walk like Jesus walked, you've got something to line it up with. Mm -hmm. We've got people that, that wrote the New Testament, that walked around with Jesus, that said, I'm going to write this down so that future generations can know what it's like to have been in the presence of Jesus. You have something to align it to yep. and to compare yourself. Like, am I living a life like Jesus would? Mm -hmm. And for uh, for me, I don't hit that every time. <laughs> uh, <I've, laughs> I don't think I'm, anybody does. Oh, my goodness. I'm so far from perfect. Uh, but at least I have something to come back to. And exactly. I love how I love how simple Jesus makes it. And in Matthew, he, Matthew records it. He's like, love God and love people. And the entire law hangs on these two commandments. He, he makes yeah. that so, so clear. Uh, and for me, I, I'm a person that needs simplicity. <laughs> Break it <laughs> uh, down for me. Yeah. And I feel like Jesus was thinking about me <laughs> when yeah. he said that. Of like, Carson, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got all those things. You know, we, however many hundreds of commandments that came before that. Um just, just love God mm -hmm. and then just go love people. Just go do those two things. And I think that's really helpful for me. It is. And I mean, another part of the discussion I wanted to take, so we've kind of discussed uh, a little bit more about, you know, the internship and y'all understand, you know, our internships more than just doing the production side of things. It's the relationship with, with God. It's the relationship with each other, with our community, um, all the way through. And now I kind of want to move into one thing that Port City's been talking about the past few weeks that I know Carson's uh, pretty well versed on, seeing as though he's not only the production director, but has a relationship with our pastor. <laughs> so you, I didn't know if you were going to bring that up or not. <laughs> so, you know, it's like you have a really good insight, uh, really good conversations, but we all have a great relationship with Mike. You know, I, I felt so special one of my first Sundays, like on the internship team, when Mike came up and talked to me, I don't know why, but I felt like I was talking to a celebrity because I guess I've just been hearing from him for the past four years. And I've, you know, talked to him in passing, but for him to be like, Hey Lillian, it's, it's a crazy feeling. And now it's like, I feel like he's community, he's family, he's, he's yeah. a friend. Yeah. And so it's even better to be production. We get to kind of see the message, not only twice during the day, but technically three times because of rehearsal. Well, and your role on our team is to help, you know, get clarity around the content that goes on the screen. Yes. So you spend a lot of time with Mike <laughs> on Sunday mornings going, looking what, at the notes. What were we trying to say here? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, hey, Lillian, do we do we need to move this over here? I heard that question that he asked you the other day and yeah. I was like, oh, that's incredible. Like, think about I think that just says a lot about who Mike is. And, and I, I am related to him. I guess we didn't really give full clarity to that. I married his oldest daughter <laughs> and uh, I felt the same way when I met him years ago i was like oh my, oh my goodness like i'm talking to i'm talking to mike and 
uh, I, I, my only experience was I was just in the church and I would always see them on the screen and our screens are 16 feet wide, nine feet tall. Mm-hmm. And when you like meet Mike in person, you realize he's far from nine feet tall. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's a real person. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I remember, I remember that day, but then I had no idea that I would end up marrying his daughter, but he really is who he is off stage, who he is on stage. And that's, yes. I think incredibly rare. And that's why I think that, you know, his messages need to be heard by everybody because Mm -hmm. you know of course there are churches out there that might not be going about bringing the message of God the right way you know I've I've had a lot of people in my past tell me you know I just don't like going to that church because I feel like they're manipulating it they're they're you know taking the words out of context and whatnot but I feel like the second you walk into Port City I can tell you guys 100% what Mike is saying up there he truly means and he lives by I mean the other day I I think it was a couple weeks ago, you know, he got sort of choked up on stage. And I mean, that just goes to show you he's, he's passionate about what he's telling yeah. us. He, he truly is wanting us to learn more and he's just being a vessel for the voice of God. Yeah. And you know, the past few weeks, our whole entire message has been together. I thought it was so crazy. I was like, you know, I'm on, you know, I do my radio show. It's completely on community, on local, on life. He's been like tying it in here and there, but this past weekend, he started talking about local specifically, you know, Mike got down to it and he said, and he didn't say these words. So I'm not saying Mike said this, but what I got from the message Mm -hmm. was that Jesus was a local, Mm. you know, of course Jesus was for the world. Let's be real. He was for everybody, but he did it locally. You know, he, he saw somebody right in front of him. He saw a problem right in front of him and he reached out and he touched them. You know, Jesus was a local and that's who I think we're called to be. You know, I know that there's these grand, you know, problems happening in the world and we want to fix it all. But the way to fix that is to start here. You know, we have problems here locally. Our, yeah. na- our neighbors need us. Yeah. You know, there's people that need us. And once you find that community, everybody's needs are going to start to be filled. Yeah. And then once that's done, then we can take it a step further and say, all right, let's do it for the state now. Yeah. Now our community as a whole can reach out and help our state grow. And then we can get to the countryside. But for now, you know, let's be like Jesus and let's start local. Let's, you know, help our neighbors where we can help bring them into community and find that community together. And yeah, I, I don't want to cut you off, but no, I, go for I, it. I think that that's a really good point that Christians Uh, most often take the bait on uh, is that we are so quick to go jump on a plane and go fly halfway across the world Mm -hmm. to help somebody uh, but we won't walk across the street yeah and I'm not by any means saying traveling abroad and serving abroad is not good and is not you know a part of what God is calling us to do I believe God has called us to be for the nations and to get out of our comfort zone. For me, my comfort zone is certainly Wilmington, North Carolina. Yes. I was I was born <laughs> I here. Talk about local. Like, I never want to go anywhere. Uh, I, I love Wilmington. I, I really do. I, it's my home in, in every way. But I'm, I've been really challenged by this through several different people that I've been, I've been learning from and been inspired by throughout my life. And I, I really do. I, f- I feel convicted about that in the context of the church, because it's, I think it points to that a lot of the times our actions have more to do with our insecurity or our pursuit of an image than it does what we say that we're about. And I think that's why yes. it's so important to say, what are we trying to be, or who are we trying to become? Because going, a, going abroad may be good for Instagram, 
right? Oh, yeah. Like that, that's going to generate mm-hmm. likes. That's going to generate popularity. That's going to be the ge- influencer society mindset. Right. But going across the street, it's so much harder because they're going to be there tomorrow. Yes. And, oh, wait, that means I have to go deep with somebody. That means I've got to like open myself up to a relationship. That may mean that I have to be friends with somebody that I disagree with. Oh, how do oh, I do that? Exactly. You, you, you start going into all these different things and it's like, how do I do this? This takes energy. And man, I think there's so much good stuff that happens there. So There really is. I mean, working on the campaign, I had to get neighborly. I was literally knocking on doors. Yeah, every day you would come in for your internship, <laughs> I would be like, how many doors have you knocked today? And it would always be some astronomical number. I'm like, there's no way. Oh, but, I knocked a lot of doors during that campaign, let me tell you. But, you know, I had to get neighborly. I, I had to care about my community first. But the crazy thing about it was that I don't think people take into account when I say that is that I was knocking doors in my neighborhood to accomplish a goal for the nation. Hmm. You know, I was knocking doors for a national candidate. But while I was doing so, I was doing it in my community with my neighbors, building a community, you know, through politics with my neighbors because I had to build a team to do this. You know, so we were growing a community within within ourselves and then... We also helped local candidates here. So we took that big message of, you know, community and we really made it happen and helped locally first. And that local help that we had helped us get more help. I'm saying help a lot all the way up to the national level. So it was like a trick trickle up effect not yeah. down which is weird to talk think of but, but just think about the power in that you are meeting people individually where yeah. they are at home mm-hmm. and, and, and covid has changed what home feels like right because yeah, a lot, a of, lot of it was phone calls too you know yeah, if, yeah, we made it work sure. yeah I, i'm convinced that a tangent number is sometimes the only thing standing in between us and and c- the community that we're looking for like it how is. often do we pick up the phone and call people like i i I love talking on the phone. Like on the extrovert introvert scale, I am 150 extrovert. Like I love people. Mm-hmm. I, I just always have. I love talking. We were talking about this, like this conversation. We were yeah. like, we have to talk for an hour. I was like, oh, that won't be a problem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I wrote down all this stuff we can talk about, but we probably won't get to probably, half of it. And that's okay. <laughs> but I guess my point in that is like, I love talking to people. Mm-hmm. And to the point I was following my wife home the other day from work and she was in the, she was in her car right in front of me. We were driving down Eastwood and I, I'm like, I want to talk to her, but we're not in the same car. So I just called her. <laughs> we're going to the same place, remember? So yep. we're, she's like, dude, why did you just call me? And I was like, well, we, so we could talk. You know, Because I'm our, bored right now. I want to talk right, right now. Right, on our four-minute drive home. And she pointed that out. But then we had a great conversation. Uh, but, like, how often are we picking up the phone to call somebody in our contacts list that we mm-hmm. hadn't talked to in a while? That. We, we know from a previous season of life or maybe we disagree with and we just we should just engage with them. We should just call yeah. them, ask them how they're doing exactly. and add value to them. And one thing that I want to hit on with that specific, you know, just reaching out and it's that simple is that we can easily go on Instagram and post a picture. Mm-hmm. You know, we we will in a split second post a picture on our Instagram, but we won't use that opportunity to actually have discussion with those people that are hitting the like button. Yeah. Or have discussion with you know, somebody that might comment on the picture disagreeing. We're so quick to get on social media and have talks and conversations. And I put air quotes around that because that's not really going deep. That's not real conversation. Real conversation would be reaching out to that person individually off of a platform and and talking with them. The answer is not to get on social media and immediately, you know, only praise one way and then deny the other, but not talk about it. Yeah, You know, that's where the 
you know, the gap is. Well, and there's a person on the other end of every argument. Mm -hmm. Like one thing Mike says a lot about, about politics or about like hot button issues is we don't stand on issues. We walk with people. And, and, and I want to make my life that way too. Like I want to engage with people in conversation in a, in a place that's not in a public forum where I disagree, Mm -hmm. where I may disagree with them. One change that I made several months ago, uh, it's probably even longer than that. that. That's irrelevant. But I, I was um, scrolling through my Instagram feed one day and I, it dawned on me, almost everybody that I follow, I agree with or, yep. or looks like me or talks like me or has lived a similar version of life than me. And I, I, I set out, I was like, I'm going to follow a bunch of people I disagree with. And I, I went and looked for them. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yep. I disagree with you. I'm going to follow you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm disciplining myself. I'm going to follow you. And then I would do it to another person. And then I was finding, I was like, what is this doing to me? Like all I'm, I'm seeing such a mixed representation of, of my belief system. And it really challenged me. I'm like, this is helping me grow yep. in my ability to see people as people, not as issues. And as people that I need to reach out to and have conversations with to understand yes. their point of view and maybe to share my point of view. And for us to have a productive human conversation mm-hmm. that helps us grow stronger in what we believe. And I, I, I really have been encouraged by that. I do now limit my time on social media, not because of that, but because it's a black hole. Oh yeah. Um, I'll catch myself on it. And I'm like, wait, how long have I been on scrolling on here? Didn't realize I wasted all that time. Yeah. Like I don't want to look back and and look at my life and go, I lived it scrolling through Instagram. Yes. I I don't want to do that. I want to look back at my life and go, I held hands with people that were hurting. I I helped make people's lives better. I engaged in my community and I love people unconditionally. Like if, if, if I could get to the end of my life to do that. Yeah, it it really is. It's such a different version of life. And I I am worried for our generation Mm -hmm. in that because influencer has become a like, Oh, if if I'm going to be a leader in today's culture, I need to start posting on social media. And it's like, okay, leverage your voice hundred percent. I encourage you to do that in every form. But that's that's not it. That's just the 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 first layer of what does it look like to in being yes. live an engaged life. I mean, I'm trying to build a platform and and get a message out. And obviously, to do so, I have to have social media in today's society to get it out there, get the word yep. out. But I don't ever post something and then go back and look at how many likes it got. Hmm. I really don't care how many followers my account has. I do not care how many likes my posts get. I just hope that one person yeah. saw it. And was said, encouraged oh, by it. Exactly. Yeah. Because and we need that. Oh yeah. my goodness. Do and we so need that's that. why like I'll share it and of course be like, hey, please go follow my page. And I'm not saying that because I want you to follow me. I'm saying that because I want you to follow my message. I want you to hear what I'm trying to say. And hopefully either it changes how you think or maybe just re encourages what you think. Yeah. No matter what it does, I want you to hear it. Yeah. And you know, that's why I love the church and why I say community under God is so important is because it's a factor that, you know, God isn't left or right. He's not, God isn't political. God, God is none of this world. Mm. This world is the world, but God is the kingdom. And that's why I love coming to port city, especially during this political season with all the heightened tensions. I come to port city and I see on my social media, there are pastors talking about specific politics, talking about this candidate versus that candidate. And I come here and Mike talks about, hey, God calls us to do so much more than that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care what side of politics you're on. We can all agree that Jesus is central and that that's the community we need to focus on. We need to build that community Yeah. and stop letting us ourselves get divided and disagree you know you can disagree with people but i promise there's something that you agree on oh yeah i mean 
I talk, I, I love politics. What's new? But I talk a lot of politics with my intern team and they're willing to hear me out, even though I can tell you half of us don't agree politically um, necessarily on candidates. But when we get into deep discussion, we agree on some things. Yeah. And we talk about, you know, or we'll look at each other and say, hey, I don't really agree with you on that. But that's your your decision, your choice. Sure. Because and that you doesn't always have change pizza. who God made you to you be. You always have pizza. We yeah. like we, we all we all like pizza, right? <laughs> like, exactly. You uh, can come back to something. Yeah. And, and and allowing yourself to be to live freely from that mm-hmm. and, and not under this way of I've got to agree with everybody. Yeah. Or or I have to make sure everybody agrees with me. Like they don't. That's not important. No. Because <laughs> you can get things accomplished that you want done without agreeing on sure. on the on everything you just need to agree on the basis yeah and for us the basis in my opinion should be a relationship with god yeah that should be the foundation That's good and you know mike literally drew on the board this past week and i have a drawing like right in front of me and it's like a pathway to the kingdom of god and life with god and then the world and it's like you're not supposed to stay in the world. You're, mm-hmm. you're supposed to reach on that path to God, and that's through Christ. Yeah. It's not through Republicans and Democrats or, you know, the world or any of that. It, it's through Christ, and that's it. It's, yeah. it's that simple. Well, I think that sometimes we have to – we've got to stop being afraid of the world. Mm-hmm. I, I was raised to fear the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, of like, oh, if you get out there, it might corrupt you or it might make you evil. And sure – yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. There are things in the world that if you give it too much of your attention and too much of your value, then it is going to change who you are. Mm-hmm. But we can't be afraid of our neighbors. No. We can't be afraid of our community. And goodness gracious, we can't be afraid of things that we, we on the surface level, we disagree with. We've got to go headfirst into some of these conversations and, and be open and be willing yeah. to have an honest conversation. So I, I love the way Mike is leading through this. He, he, has, a, he has a bit of a tough job. You know, oh, like, 100%. It, and Especially with how big our church is. Sure. <laughs> He's speaking to a lot of people. Sure. And I, I think pastors all over the country have a tough job. Mm-hmm. And I think, to your point, like there, there's a lot of opportunity to take a lot of different routes of conversation. And that's why I love going back to what we said before. It's in our culture, God, that you were talking about earlier. Love God, love people is foundational for me. So if, if I'm not loving people well then I have a problem yes. and I need to fix that before I fix anything else. Exactly. I mean, honestly, I just want to encourage everybody too. I mean, my mission statement is literally educate, encourage and take action. So I'm encouraging everybody, you know, even if you haven't necessarily found a relationship with God yet to, to truly just find love and positivity within yourself at that point, because you know, it is a lot easier, I will say, when you have a relationship with God. Sure. <laughs> to find that positivity. That's my little throw in there. But but to you, the person, to, I'm a church employee, so I can yeah. say this. Uh, if But if you're not a person of faith and you're listening, you're like, okay, I'm tired of hearing about Jesus. I'm tired of hearing about God. I'm tired of hearing about church. I, I, I understand. I grew up in church. I, there's been moments where I'm like, enough about church, enough about yeah. God. I've, I've, I've felt that. Like, mm-hmm. I could be real about that. Uh, but what I would encourage you is it's you're made for community. Like, yes, a hundred percent. You're made for community, whether that's a community in a church or whether that's a community elsewhere. You need to go deep with a few people. Uh, one of my people, people that inspires me so much, he jokes about, he says, there's room for eight people around your bed when you're on your deathbed. Go get close with eight people. Like, just go pick eight people yeah. and just go get, get real, real close with them. And I, that to me is encouraging because I'm like, I. I have to fight the tendency. Do I need to become close with 300 people or a thousand people or 2000 people to be like successful Mm -hmm. relationally? 
Like, no, just go, just go get deep with a few. Yeah. And I think that that frees some of the pressure. It, it really does. I mean, I myself, I, I, I'm not a huge people. I'm a people person. Let me rephrase that. Yeah, you are. I don't have a very large friend group. Like I, you know, I'm more about going in deep where I'm needed. Mm -hmm. And so when I find that person that needs it, I, I go there with them. Sure. And I have my, you know, few close best friends and I'm very close with my family. So you don't have to be friends with 300 people to help your community either. Yeah. You could do it as just one person. Yeah. And that could mean literally going to your neighbor's house who might be an elderly couple and seeing if they need your help with anything. Like that's the easiest way to do it in my opinion. Sure. And, you know, I truly believe that once you start serving your community and serving the people around you and stop worrying about the world, you will find happiness and positivity. I and mean, a freedom. Yes. Like I, I think that we all w walk around with semi trucks on our back sometimes and our feelings mm -hmm. of, the things that are going on and we don't know where to start. So we never start like just go yes. like you don't need a plan. Just go love people. Like That's Bob, Bob Goff is a hero of mine. I, I feel like <laughs> I've cited him so many times in this conversation without even like saying his name because I was waiting it, for when you were going to say uh, his name. So we made it a, a, a good <laughs> bit in, uh, but Bob changed my life. I've never met him. Um, he's my, he's one of my best friends. He just doesn't know me. Uh, <laughs> That's how that works. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but one of his books really changed my life. And and he talks about that. He's like, you, you don't need a plan. Just go love people. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not complicated. But we make it complicated so we don't have to do it. I, I'm the, convinced of that. Exactly. It, we use the excuse of, oh, well, I can't go do that because I have to do this. You mm -hmm. know, we all say, you know, we have to go to college. We have to get a job. I have to do this and do that. And yes, it's going to take sacrifice. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm sacrificing right now. But guess what? Although I'm sacrificing and sometimes I have to really sit down and think about, you know, how, you know, budgets and the, the super fun <laughs> Adulting stuff. Adulting is what yes. it's called in my house. You know, yeah. I don't use it as an excuse to not be happy and do the things I love. Yeah. First and foremost, it's do the things you love. Do the things that make you happy and do the things that serve your community. Yeah. And then worry about the, the bad, not fun stuff. It's not yeah. fun. I'm, I've always been convinced if you, if you want to live a shallow life, make it all about yourself. If mm -hmm. you want to make, if you want to live a big, fun, enjoyable life, go make it about other people. Go yep. give yourself away like you're made of it. And I, I just love that mentality because it, it does take away the complicated part. It's just, I'm just going to be myself. I'm just going to bring the world what I have to offer. And I'm going to be excited about that. Yeah. Like I've become so much more content. Now that I'm doing something that I love and then the job I do for the adulting side of things, I also love that. So I've heard some people call it fundraising and I love that idea. Like uh, my, my job sometimes That's can cool. just be, be a fundraiser yeah. for the other things that I want to do in my life. And some of us need really big fundraisers uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. because of our budget desire. Mm -hmm. uh, but but it's, just, it's nothing more than fundraising. Like what, what are you going to do on the weekend? Like you, if you work a Monday through Friday job and you may not enjoy it, view it as fundraising for what you can do on Saturday and Sunday or yep. for what you can do on Wednesday night where where you can go, where you can hang out with people, where you can serve Or even people. your lunch break oh, yeah. while you're at work. You know, you don't need, you know, a week to do something that's enjoyable for yourself. Find at least a little bit of time each day yeah. to do something you enjoy. You know, I, I spend a little bit of each day working on what's going to be next on my radio show mm. and my platform. You know, I spend time making random posts for Instagram and that's something that I find joy in. And I'm not saying that you won't get passionate and upset sometimes because trust me, I'm in politics. I do. But 
all I do is I, I sit down with my parents, I vent, I might raise my voice a little bit, let it all out. And then I go back to remembering, okay, now that I've let out some of the yeah. passion, now I'm going to figure out a way to fix it. Yeah. Or, you know, do what I can to fix it and know that that's enough. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree. I think timing is everything in that. Mm-hmm. Like when, when are you, when are you the most awake? When are you the most present for me? Uh, this past month I've been in such a great rhythm of getting up really early in the morning and having two hours of just uninterrupted time. And the first hour I spend on me of writing in my journal, reading things that I'm learning, whether it's from the Bible or other books that I'm studying. And then that next hour is for me to get ready for my work day. And it's where I'm the most productive. Mm-hmm. And for, I was talking to some of the interns the other day and one of them said, well, I'm the most productive from like 10 to midnight. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That works for you. That would for never me. work for <laughs> me. Uh, at I ten, got a bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> can't do that. Uh, we're, yeah, we're both in our 20s and we're talking about our bedtime. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really do think that's an important thing that we often miss, that we don't, we don't ask ourselves, where are we going to be the most effective? Mm-hmm. In, in our timing, what, what's the place? What's the environment? Like for me, uh, I have to go to a coffee shop because I need to get out of my house because if I'm in my house, uh, I focus on all the things that I need to do in my house. Yep. So sometimes I just got to get, get distracted. Out. I, yeah, I got to go sit somewhere where I'm not responsible for fixing the things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a great place for me. And I also love being around people. And I love talking to people that like I, I that the coffee shop that I go to, which we'll, I think, talk about here in a few minutes when we talk about something local. <laughs> I knew you were uh, going to pick uh, that place. <laughs> uh, I love the people at my coffee shop. And they I think I, it's Port City's coffee shop. Port City. Overflow, if we're going to be specific. No, it's Port City Java. Oh, really? Yes. I thought you were going to say Drift. No, it's actually not. Um, I, I do love Drift. I do mm-hmm. love Drift. Port City Java, is, one of them is located right near my house. I can get there in like two minutes. That like, is true. Literally. So I can leave my house in the mornings. They open at six. And I think they hate me because I roll in at like 6.05. I'm <laughs> like, I'm there. Uh, but I've gotten to know a couple of their names. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's so helpful for me that... The first thing in the morning, I, I can get to know somebody J- just simply by them making me a cup of coffee. Yeah. And I'm asking, I can ask them, hey, how's your day going? What's going on in your life? Like, who says we can't ask random people that question? Well, like, I mean, why, it goes why, both why ways, we, Why too. are we able to do that? Yeah, and it goes both ways. I mean, the other night I'm at Chick-fil-A. Everybody always has a great experience at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. <laughs> but every time I, it gets topped for me. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, I didn't know they could do even better. Yeah. And I, I pull up, and I did the drive through for the first time in a long time. Because curbside has it's just so totally destroyed the drive through It has. It's convenient. But I, I pull up, and the manager's out there. She's, she's a young female. And I, I obviously had a big order for my family, and I'm waiting. And instead of me just sitting there awkwardly, she goes, hey, so, you know, are you in college? I was like, yeah, you know, I am. She's like, well, what are you studying? Oh, I'm communications. And she starts asking me, you know, what do you want to do with that? And she's just having, <laughs> and I told her I was on the radio and she was like, the radio, that's interesting. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, well, I really hope that, you know, you do great on your radio show this oh, week. Yeah. And it made me feel great, but I'm also thinking it probably made her feel a little bit better about her work day. Now that yeah. she, you know, got to conversate within some, with somebody instead of stand there awkwardly and. Well, you food. added value to her. Mm-hmm. You, you said, I'm not just going to act like you're a worker at yeah. the establishment that I'm getting food. Like, I'm going to treat you with respect and dignity. I'm going to take an interest in your life. Mm-hmm. How often do we take interest in other people's lives? Like, we don't. Because we walk around, we're so focused on our own. Like, how am I becoming successful? How am I going to make more money? How am I? It's, it's all about us. 
And I, I love what you did there. You're going, I'm where I'm at. My feet are here. I'm sitting here. I've got a minute. I've got a second. I'm going to talk to her. I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to learn more about her. I love that. And the easiest way to kind of bring it back to community too, the easiest way to build community is just to have that conversation with somebody. It doesn't mean you have to get their phone number and hang out every week and sure. be best friends. Like that's Community doesn't mean 24-7 of your life needs to be dedicated to somebody else's. Sure. It doesn't. You need time for well, yourself too. Well, then it's to no one. Like if, if you, if you give, yeah. every, if you give all of your time away, then you've given it really to, to no one because you, yes. you've not gone deep with anybody. It's the, it's the fill your cup game yep. where, you know, you can pour your cup into others, but you're, you're done at a certain point. If your cup wasn't poured yeah, into you, yeah, you have a limit to what you can give. Exactly. And so if we all were to just continuously give, none of our cups would ever be empty. <laughs> that would yeah. be a great life, yeah. but not sure we could quite get there entirely. But the easiest way to build community is to is to put your feet down and have that conversation. It's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel weird, but just do it. Well, and I think the biggest challenge for, for me in that is I live a busy life. Mm-hmm. So I've got to slow down and be where my feet are. And that's that's challenging. Yeah. Like, for some people, it's slow down and others, it's speed up. Right. And pay attention to the person that just walked by you that you were in your phone and you didn't even see them walk by you mm-hmm. or... They held the door for you and you walked through the door and never even said thank you. Oh, because- I could never do that. I feel so, I will feel guilt yeah, for I, the rest of the day if I, if somebody does something for me and I didn't acknowledge you're, it. You're looking up who they are so you can call them mm-hmm. and say thank you, which is, I think, the way that we should, we should all be. But we've got to live an engaged life where we see the people that we interact with and that we simply pass by, whether it's walking into a restaurant or walking into work or walking in and out of school. Like we've yeah. got to be engaged or even just complimenting somebody. That's the easiest way to, to have that awkward conversation is to just compliment something about them. Cause I, I know there's usually one thing you can notice about somebody that, that you think is great yeah, or that you like, you know, I know not everybody's going to be an exact replica of what you like in life, but I could tell you, I can come across every single person and I will find something that I can say to them. That's encouraging. Yeah, that's good. You know, they what might. What if we all did that? Oh, I know. It'd be so different. Exactly. Like when people compliment me, you know, we also had a semi discussion about this the other day was we automatically go for the negative when people compliment us. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't accept it. We don't take it. Because we think it's humility. Exactly. And I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, you know, when people are complimenting you, you can take that compliment, you know, but I also say, take that compliment and make sure to return one to somebody, either that person or to somebody else. You know, let's, let's keep this cycle. That's how we all remain positive. Only be positive to other people. You know, you can have hard discussions without getting negative. That's the thing that I think is so hard for people to take in is you can disagree and not be negative. Mm -hmm. You know, I have disagreed with plenty of my friends. Never once have we yelled at each other or gotten nasty. You know, the only people that I've had that kind of response from is people on social media yeah, and that's it. Well, because social media builds a confidence in our culture because you're not sitting across the table from somebody. Mm -mm. It's I'm going to fire off this comment yeah, and I'm going to attack somebody or say something about somebody, but I don't have to deal with how I'm making them feel or any of the repercussions of the comment because I'm on the other end of my social media account. They don't know where I live. They don't don't know anything about me. I mean, my thing with that is before you say something to somebody on social media, good or bad, we'll go both ways, good or bad, look at that person's profile and ask yourself, if I were to come across them on the street, would I say the same thing? Yeah, that's good. And I think if the answer is no, which most of the time it should be no, especially when it's negative, you would not. You might say, yeah, I'll say it to their face, but in reality, no, you wouldn't. 
Yeah, and I mean, if you if you're one of these people that I that I know uh, that would say, oh, I would still say it to them. I'm that I'm that person. Like I'm just gonna say what's on my mind, and if they don't like it, they can get over it. Just ask yourself, is it helping? Yeah. What what did you accomplish by doing that? Yeah. I think if we would all ask ourselves that question when we when we're having a conversation with somebody that we disagree with, yes, is is what I'm saying helpful? Like, am, am I going to change their mind? Uh maybe not. And I can definitely mm-hmm. assure you, you're not going to change your, change their mind about what they believe by yelling at them. That that, that that's, that's you're never going to change. You're honestly making their belief more solidified. Yes. By being a jerk to them or that's not. What I tell people all the time: just take, think before you speak. Is true. <laughs> I think we were taught this in kindergarten. We were. A lot of us let go of it. Sometimes I let go of it. Sure. We're but not perfect. No. I, I, I'm not, and I'm not saying that we've got to be, we, we, we've got to expect perfection from ourselves, but yeah. we've got to start to try. Exactly. That's all it takes. It, it Just try. Just give it a shot. I mean, a quote that I kind of have on this show, I'm stealing it from a company that I, I'm not a fan of anyways, but you know, just do it. Like, just go out and do it, whatever it is, whether it's branching out and talking to your neighbors. You know, I know we all have neighbors. Go try to have a conversation with them. At least let them know that you are there for them if they need it. Hey, you know, your dog gets out and you need help catching them. Cool. I'm here. I'm here to help you. You know, it could be basic things, but just try to build that community wherever you're at. Yeah. You know, some of us are lucky enough to be put in a situation where community is kind of necessary. I mean, but like you even said with our internship to bring it back to that, you know, would did they go into this with the outlook of we want you guys to build community? Yes. But were you going to force it? No. And we did it right off the bat automatically. Yeah. And that's the one thing I love about our group is we are so different. Each of us is completely different from the next. We are all from different walks of life, different beliefs and everything. But, you know, for us, Jesus is central. And right off the bat, we started being like, hey, want to go get coffee together? Mm-hmm. And we have our own separate group chat. I don't get invited it, to those. No, sorry. It's but fine. We do, we do have plans <laughs> to invite everyone eventually. <laughs> eventually. But, okay. Well, we're halfway through and I haven't gotten an invite yet. <laughs> we'll get there. But, you know, we've, we've, we all decided, why not? Why not just build community together? Why not hang out and become family? You know, we could have walked in these doors every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, done our job and left. You know, we could have done surface level, but we decided, "Mm, why not? And guess what? Each of us has benefited from that. You know, we get to have people we can come together with and, and, you know, just dive in to whatever it is. Talk about things that we think are weird topics to talk about or to sit there and really discuss, you know, hey, I've been feeling this way lately. I need help through it. And we're there for each other. And I'm telling you, everybody can find that. There is a place for everybody. And the church is a great place to start with that. You know, I know Port City just did Port City 101. And I got to see, you know, I watched the videos on the social media where they were showing people what our church is. You know, here's what you could do at our church. And I think, you know, every church is a great place to do that. I might be biased when I say I think Port City is the best place to do that. (laughs) But, you know, you can find that community under God. But God calls us to do that in the community. Yeah. So take it out. Yeah. Take it out there and go volunteer. If you have a free hour on a Sunday, go volunteer. Go go give it a shot or go hang out with your neighbor and just talk to them for the rest of the day. Yeah. Get to know somebody, you know, reach out and just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Or call somebody. Like it could be, it it could be that simple. Like it it requires you to pull out your phone and not go to Instagram and go to your phone app instead. Yeah. Uh, Or give your phone number away. 
like uh, that's one thing that the guy was talking about earlier. He does in the back of every one of his books. He puts his cell number in the back page and mm-hmm. says, call me and talk to me. My wife called him one day and had a full conversation with him. Like, yeah. be available. And like, it's crazy that he was able to have a full on conversation. Like you'd think yeah. everybody would take that opportunity to say, somebody's willing to talk to me. I'm going to talk to them. Yeah. You know, I wish we would all take that opportunity. Yeah. Call me five, two, four, zero, two, three, nine. That's it. Right. Just call me, <laughs> call me right now. I would love to talk to you. Like I, I, I want more people to talk to you. Yeah. I, want, I want to connect with people. And I mean, I get, I did say that kind of fast. It's five, two, four. <laughs> zero two three nine yes Lillian's looking at me going why did you just say that because I really believe that we are made to be together we and, are. and if I'm not willing to allow that to start with me then what am I doing Ex- I you have to be an example of what you want out of everybody else in life yeah and that's my number one thing is you know I want to be like Jesus then I need to be like Jesus I yeah. can't tell the world that they need to find him if I myself am not searching yeah And, you know, I just really love this conversation we were able to have, Carson, and I really appreciate it. Um, We got a few more minutes left, so I do want to continue on my Locals Only segment. I kind of started last week. Um, This is going to be a segment where I have you guys, my, my, you know, listeners, or I have my guests to suggest a local business of any type for me to try. And I'm going to give my best shot at trying it and then continuing that on, you know, just to encourage other people to go out and do the same thing you know spend your money here in the community you know support your community members become community I say community a lot because it's important and so (laughs) this past week I would say the local place that I tried I had been there once before but I went again last night is Beer Barrio downtown Uh, it's a great you know Mexican style restaurant and it's just a fun little place downtown and Carson I challenge you with what should I try so I, we said Port C. Java earlier, and I, I love Port C. Java. It's easy. It's great. Drift is also another great place. Mm-hmm. They, they, we've got some friends that own that uh, that are close to some people that work here at the church. So I'm a big fan of them. Another place I would say that any of my friends who might listen to this one day are going to laugh, but PT's. It's <laughs> uh, a eat, good one. I eat there all the time. Uh, another place, like I, I love to just get to know people. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I eat at the same places all the time because I want to get to know people and I, I don't want to be a stranger. Yeah. Uh, but at least so, they're local. But I love PTs. Yeah. The chicken sandwich. Okay. I was going to say, what really if, good. I've been there, so you got to shoot yep. me something new yep. to try. You I have get, not had the chicken sandwich. You've never had, so that's no. common around people that say that they've been to PTs. They typically think of it as a burger place. But yes. I would get the chicken sandwich. Uh, I get the fries. I don't get the seasoning on them because somebody one time told me that the seasoning um, was like not that healthy. Which I'm like, it's fries, dude. Like, <laughs> the like, fries are yeah, healthy. What do you expect? So now I've just got it in my mind. I'm like, I'm not getting seasoning. Uh, and then I get honey mustard. Their honey mustard is so good. It, uh, yes. And I then, have had their chicken tenders. Oh, so good. So good. And sweet tea. If you live in Wilmington, you should drink sweet tea. 100%. You're in the South. Yep. Nothing else I've exists. tried to give it up so many times because I know it's bad for you, but I, I just can't. Yeah. Drink well, more sweet tea. That's good. That's my final advice. So, <laughs> so this week I will be sure to go to PT's and give the chicken sandwich and sweet tea a try. I will get the seasoning on my fries, though. Sorry about that one. You can that do one. that. That's good. But, Carson, I just thank you so much for coming on today and having this discussion with me. I love, you know, my show is going to be about conversations because I cannot stay on an outline for anything. And I think it's better that way because you learn so much more by just talking to people. And that's what we encourage you to do today. So Carson, any last word real quick, just go deep with somebody. Just, just go all in head first, dive into a relationship. You will not regret it at all. 
Yes. Um, thank you so much, Carson. And thank you guys for listening today. I hope you learned something you should have learned. Please take it out and do it in the community. You know, be the change you wish to see in the world. And, you know. One more thing. Mm-hmm. So Bob Goff, the book that he wrote that changed my life is Everybody Always. And I would highly recommend it. If you are listening to this, I know I'm limited on time, but I really (laughs) would say the book, I read it. My wife tried to convince me to read it and I wouldn't read it. I said, no, 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 no. And then one day I read it and I totally changed my life. So everybody always go buy it. It's a good way to live too. Everybody always, not some people sometimes. PTs, Bob Goff. That's all you need to know. And thank you guys for another great Saturday on Awaken to Greatness. And I cannot wait to get into politics with you guys starting next week. And I hope you guys have a wonderful Saturday.